Welcome to another podcast. I, I just, I, we gotta, I gotta just minimize something. Or like, I don't know, just like scooch a booch. You know? I'll remember. I'll remember. Right. Welcome to the podcast. I can't Hello. run around and look at a camera. Um, we're drinking the true. What are we doing? <laughs> we are drinking the two beers, fresh hop IPA. Nice. The brewing company is two beers. It's the fresh shop. I don't. It, it's always weird how it, our documentation is set up because we have like the beer name and the brewery separate, and um, the the name is just fresh hop. But like, <laughs> there's a lot of fresh hops out there. So fresh hop two beers, like you two fresh hops. That's great information. Where's the brewery? <laughs> what's what's this one? What's the other one? I don't know. Um, one of my, I don't know what that was, like a child or something. I think it was your child, and uh, by your child, I mean your woman, and I'm guessing a spider. That's what I'm guessing. There's a spider. Down in your house. Um, this is just, we're starting off strong. Nailed it. (laughs) First try, too. Come on in. Pretty good. (laughs) Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, dude, we're doing a thing. We're drinking beers. We've had it before. Apparently, allegedly, uh, hypothetically, we haven't podcasted this before. Did you already say that? We have podcasted it before. Um, just not last year or the year before. It's three years ago. Last time we had I it. I think. So I have an episode here. Um, I mean, I should. It's no longer pulled up, but I did have it pulled up. It was episode 63. Yeah, so that's what I'm getting so far. That is November fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I have for this beer. Um, do I so look at what I rated it? I do have it posted. We don't have to okay. look at it right now, but we probably uh, and it's on the old scale. Right, I knew that. It is on the YouTube, so it is it is nearby when you moved out here and we started recording on YouTube. But we don't have mics or anything. We're using the camera mic. It's a whole interesting setup, but it's there. I'm interested to go back and watch that. But it is there. Um, I get it. Well, and we talked about this too before the podcast. We do drink this. Probably did drink this if it released on 2020, 2021. We probably got it, drank it, just didn't podcast it for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, Usually one of my go-to like... Um, at least in my area, it's pretty easy to find. Go to like fresh hop seasoned beers. I like it a lot. I like the CEO's name, Joel Vanderbrink. He sounds like an art thief, you know. Sounds like my kind of guy. Not that I hang out with many art thieves that I'm aware of, but I'd like to start. You know, I don't know. Um, same same stats as last year too. I was curious about that. Do you if- think? That's changed. Isn't all. it weird? Like, like art thieves. Sure. They don't really. Uh, they have to be skilled in like both art and thieving. Hmm. Typically, a jack of two trades. Well, because usually they have to swap it out with not the original kind of thing. So now right. you have to like have a thing that's close enough, like a decent replica. Yeah. Yeah. And then also have the skills to swap them out. And then, I mean, on top Probably. of that, which this requires a lot less skill, but like 
You also need to be in the art scene to know what good is networker. popular. Good networker. Exactly. Yeah, you need to be a good you, networker to be able to sell this kind of shit. Yeah, for a good price to yeah. make it worth both of those. Like, yeah. Like, There's a lot at play if there. If you're an art thief, you're probably an impressive person. I, w- I would love to meet. Can I post a Craigslist ad for something like that? Yes, you can. Okay. I don't... My inquiries might be a little weird. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. But you can. I'm st- I'm very curious. So, stats <laughs> on this beer. So, do I write in the ad, definitely not a cop? Um, How do I, like, how do I let them know, like, I'm not with the police? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, because I don't want them to get a little skittish and, like, see my ad and run away. Maybe, like, don't worry... This mm. post ain't glowing at all. Oh, that's good. That's good. We'll we'll street yeah a verbiage street in there. Um, you're ensuring him to not worry. That's good. That's reassuring. Yeah. I th- okay. We're gonna we're we're going in a good direction here. So go ahead, carry on. What's the opposite of glow? You pull uh, light in. Suck. Yeah, but like sucking light, like a black hole. Suck off. Suck don't, in. Don't worry. I'm very dense. Oh, well, now you kind of might think you're stupid, which I think he's already gathered at this point. <laughs> so it seems a little redundant. It's a working, working thing. Uh, six point two 6.2%. We need stingers, I think. 70. We need stingers. It's a stinger. Like a little, little thing that pops up over the screen, maybe paired with like a jingle. So... There's this one show that I'll watch that they have way too many, and it's the best, actually. And when they do what you're doing, they have one that is like, words is hard. But it's like, W-U-R-D, and it's all, yeah. yeah. I'm just just sick, so it's like. No, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's your fault. Uh, 70 plus IBUs, Uh original gravity 1.059, and an SRM of 4. That is color. I don't know anything other about it than that. So there you go. Yeah. So neat. That's. I think that's the first time I've seen an SRR, SRM rating on a beer description. Yeah. So I threw it in there. Science. Yeah. Now, we don't know anything about science. You'll have to do that research. Sure. On your own time. Or maybe you just know what that is. I don't know. This hyper-seasonal IPA is two beers brewing tradition not to be missed. A brewer's road trip provides us with some of the first hops of the Yakima Valley hop harvest. The result is an intoxicatingly aromatic IPA that is new and exciting every year. Pair with barbecue chicken, some kind of squash, and manchego. 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 I like the last one. That was good. Uh, Citra, Amarillo, Cascade, and Fresh Holcone Centennial Hops. Mm. Okay. There you go. I think we talked about this too, maybe not with this beer, but uh, in general, you know, a lot of breweries will do this. They'll list awesome hops, and then they'll say, with fresh X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Alluding to the fact that it's mostly, or maybe not mostly, eventually just say there's a chunk of it that is not fresh hop, but then some that is fresh hop. And usually we like those beers more. That's true, which is interesting. Um, which also has kind of shown us that, like, we're pretty sure the whole fresh hop thing's a little gimmicky, like a little bit. 
Um, like people can yeah. use it correctly, but I think it's a little gimmicky. Well, when you when you see fresh hop, do you do you think slash want exclusively fresh hopped? Uh, yes. After doing all these series that we have done on them, and after trying, I don't even know, we're probably above 25 different kinds of fresh hot beers at this point. Yeah, at least. Um, if you caught, like, just recording, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I will say that, somewhere between 25 and 50, I'd say. I wouldn't say any more than 50 fresh hops. Um, but either way, uh, that's a good amount of fresh hop beers. Probably more than most people. I would, I would wager that most people that haven't had a fresh hop beer have only had, like, one or two. Uh, probably like for most of their life. Exactly yeah. right. Um, but so, yeah, it just uh, that's why I think it's a little gimmicky because without having the knowledge that we do, it seems like it should be something that I want every year. That is like an explosion of flavor, and uh, it's just super juicy. But like most of the time, especially the beers that are all fresh hop, are not that way. Uh, usually I just don't think so for me I don't well, I don't equate fresh hop to juicy why don't you um cause I think like when I hear like a juicy when I hear an IPA being described as juicy I think of unfiltered hazy yeah Makes sense. So like, and I don't, and I don't necessarily like those. Now there are like, and then the, there's the, I think there's what I would pro. So a lot of people describe hazies as juicy because there are, there is a category called a juicy IPA. I don't think it's defined well. There is well, a category. Okay. We let's stop there. We got juicy IPA. We got hazy IPA and we've got yeah. new England IPAs and they're all, the lines are very blurred. But when I so when I think of juicy IPA, I think of uh, prismatic. I think of Leota May. I think of stuff like that where there's a lot of hop flavor, and that's not necessarily all juicy. I think there's a lot of floral, vegetal notes that like weed graininess. That's what I think of when I think of fresh hop, like. I don't. I don't think like fruit sweetness. Yeah, not, that, that's not the kind of juicy. I mean, I, I mean, know. I like, just want to clarify, yeah. like, yeah. So that that is what I'm thinking of, though. Yeah. When I think of fresh hop, and you don't think of that. No, I do think of that. Oh, okay. You were differentiating between like, like what's the juicy, like the sweet fruitiness, yes. and then okay, yeah, got you. So we're in agreement. It's just terminology is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, when I mean, you know, I think of like when we. You know, we've gotten hop pellets and, you know, those are dried pelletized hops. So they're not fresh by any means. Um, and that shit is just like an explosion of scent in your face when you open that bag and give it a whiff. Or is that about the cryos that we got? Well, any of them. Yeah. Even, even just uh, regular yeah. ones. Um, the, uh, it, the cryos are especially interesting to me because they're like concentrated. Yeah. 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 It's like. I don't know. It's got like some of the oil in there or something I, like that. I don't know how it works. Yeah, but uh, so that's what I think of. Like what I what I think I should be tasting. Like a like a born yesterday. Like that's what I feel like I should be tasting when I have a fresh hot beer. And just the majority of the time, that is not the case. Like it's definitely the few and far between that are like that. Well, I think that's pretty hard to achieve, though. 
Sure, probably. Like because it's like I was probably spoiled because I born yesterday was my first fresh hop beer. Yes. It's <laughs> like it's like I want every IPA to taste like zombie dust. Right. Someone saying in Indiana. It's like, yeah. well, bad news for you. <laughs> There's a lot of shit out there. I've got some good news for you. You live by a good brewery. <laughs> um but I think so I think like if you ex- excluded born yesterday yeah as as like s tier okay what are the a's and b's i think this probably falls into that category and i think um most of the time what separates it is the the a's and b's and the c's through f's are hopping like actual hops like being a hoppy beer yeah yeah most of the time yeah so I imagine um, just by pure volume, it's pretty hard to get enough fresh hop cones to make a hoppy beer. Oh, I'm sure. I'm 100% sure. And expensive. Yeah. Well, and even to like, uh, from the very, 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 very little knowledge of hops and their sales and the farms and all that stuff, um, is, you know, most of these farms, uh, have a lot of this stuff contracted out to like distributors yeah and so it's like they only are saving like a handful of stuff for breweries that want to swing by and get them and distributors in the sense of like actually drying hops and right you know cryo hops and all that stuff like going to be distributing those pellets in the future to breweries it makes sense it's a better move to farms too because they'll sell my guess is they will sell a lot more that way because they can be stored for like infinitely longer whereas fresh yep. hops it's like I, I i can't remember i feel like i read it somewhere where like you only have like a week or two to basically get it into a beer otherwise they're like no good that's crazy so, yeah something like that so um i'm looking at one of your controllers and i feel like i might have fucked up the rubberized grips because you have it on the bottom. I would like it on the side. Oh, you would rather have it there. I didn't have that option when I... Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel you now. You Never could mind. feel it. I, uh... <laughs> like, you basically don't touch the rubberized grip, so except for, like, your fingertips. Yeah, but, yeah, and even that, it's just, like, barely. What's your orange one, like, the same thing? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that will be nice. Okay, but so this is texturized still on the side. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. It is. This is your triggers aren't, which my triggers are going to be texturized okay. apparently. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Be interested to compare them. Did you just do side or did you side and back? We just did the okay. the side. Yeah, so it'll just be these guys and. Uh, yeah, it and it is a lot smaller. The back is it's a lot smaller of a panel too, mm-hmm. which, like you said, your fingers like barely touch it. So huge tangent here. I also ordered like, where I sweat is my palms. Yep, same. which like none of my palm is touching this. Yep, I'm never like even on a normal controller. I'm never like oh my fingers oh my. are slipping. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Like I'm really holding it like here. Yep, like my fingers are barely touching it. The ghost. No, I'm totally with you. That makes sense. 
I, d- I just saw it and I was like, did I fuck up? Did Levi tell me wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not that it would have been that big of a deal, but. Because <laughs> even if I got that, I would have been happy. Like if the groups were just in the back. Like, sure, I think my choice is going to be better. But like, I would have been fine with it just in the back part. Yeah. Um. I don't know what we were talking about before I noticed the controller. Beer, fresh hop. It's your shit. I think cool. we're pretty much done. Cool, cool, cool. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, what do you think of this beer? You haven't said anything. Yeah, so I think I was correct in my assumption before, where it's like, not bad. Um, it's just. I want it to be better than it is. It's just fine. Like, spoiler alert, I'm probably going to give it like a B. Like, it's a good beer, but it's nothing spectacular for me. If anything, it's a little too on the sweet <coughs> sweet side. I would say it's more like malty. Yeah. In Northwest for you. Yes, that is exactly it. Which, you know. That's just preference. Just, just so you know, two beers is... Uh, <laughs> Northwest Brewery. So, unsurprising that it's our style of beer. Yeah. Weird that it's Northwest Beer at a Northwest Brewing Company. At Northwest Brewing Company. It's not Northwest Brewing Company. But, like, isn't that what you literally just said? That they make it? Two beers brewing. I thought you literally said Northwest. You're just saying they make it in the Northwest. Yeah. Well, that's confusing. Not like they're in Oregon or something. Pretty uh, sure. Uh, nope. Yeah. No, oh, Seattle. There you go. Right downtown. Even more northwest than I originally thought. Yeah. Yeah, Oregon's a piece of shit that needs to fall off the map. At I me. mean, Seattle's there too. So like. Yeah, but as much as I dislike Seattle, I dislike Oregon more. I hate Portland more than I hate Seattle. One hundred percent. At least Seattle looks pretty. When I go to Two Beers Brewery website, okay, and I scroll down, right, first thing that it brings me to is we are honored to announce our partnership with Deception Pass Park Foundation and the hundred-year anniversary of Deception Pass Bridge. We are celebrating by bringing you Deception Pass Summer Ale. So, like, we're you know. We're not even talking about the fresh hop. Just what does that even mean? Does does that mean they? Because I'll tell you what it sounds like, and it's probably not exactly what it is. Okay, it sounds like they're in cahoots with the government in support of a bridge. I think that it, has a tax on it. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't know that there's a tax associated to that bridge. I think it's just an old bridge that looks cool. And it is cool. I like going there. Um, okay, all right. Just to let you know, that's what it sounded like. Great. I figured it wasn't. Uh, but what I'm getting at is I bet these guys are pretty fucking small. Oh, really? My guess. Yeah. Just call them. Uh, Just based off of their website and not updating to Fresh Hop season being like, you know. Just call them and ask them how many barrels of beer they brew a year. Uh, I won't have any frame of reference, so... Me neither, but that's what Google's for. 
There is um so I th- I think it's called the craft either craft beer or craft brewing association. Um and there is a specific barrel limit that you can brew up to to still be considered craft beer. I don't remember it's what that number is. Super dumb. Uh it is very dumb. Doesn't make sense. What would you say this beer is rated on? Untapped. Who? You gotta just go out on a limb. Yeah. What are people saying about this beer? Well, I doubt there's a lot of people talking about it. And so that means it's gonna be higher. 42. 42 people have rated this beer. 42 monthly uh, ratings. Monthly? Okay. That's so different. in the last four weeks, 42 people. Which, like, that means this year. Because this beer has been around for a long time. So overall, there's 10,000, but... Right. Uh, Which is still pretty small. That is pretty small. Like, at least since 2019, only 3,000 or 10,000 ratings. Yeah, that is crazy. 6,875 unique ones, 42 in the last four weeks. Gnarly. Uh, I'm going to say 3.9. 3.79. Wow. So right in that 3.6 to 3.8 range, but up at the top there. Yeah, I thought it. Uh, that's a lot lower than I thought. I mean, it's on par with Untapped, but I just figured being such a small yeah. beer, you know, having less ratings, people fucking go crazy on those. So interesting. Nope. The rule still stands and okay. always will. Yep. All right. I will never deviate from that ever again. Good. Thank you. It was a good lesson I just learned. Let's see what Jackson L. had to say. Come on, Jackson. What do you think? Hoppy clean. We should do this for all of our beers. Uh, three. It's going to be like 3.8, 3.8. Like, I, <laughs> I, I wish it told me the actual number that he rated it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bryce B. is drinking a fresh hop by Two Beers Brewing Company at Ounces Taproom and Beer Garden. Uh, same range. I see a four. I see a little over a four. I see like a 3.5. That's by Brian B. Harsh Brian. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's right there with you on. Oh, someone rated it a two. Oh, that's pretty low. I think. A two is very low. Two out of five, four out of ten. You got a 40. That's like, yeah. Yeah, 40%. That's, that's better than that. It's better than that. Uh, you, you said you had no frame of reference, but if you had to guess how many barrels, how many, what is the maximum number of barrels a brewery can brew to still be considered craft? 10,000. 10,000 barrels in a year. Yep. Six million. So that's probably a lot. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I don't even know how big a barrel is. Hear, hear me out. It definitely is a lot. How big is a barrel? You've seen a barrel. It's that big. I know, but how many ounces? Like, how many beers is in a barrel? We've looked this up before. I know. Hold on. Ounces in a barrel. Of beer. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's not helpful. How many ounces are in a barrel 
of beer this person has. There are 3.9 thousand ounces. So that's 250 pints. 250 pints? Ish. Okay. Well, I mean, we can just do this exactly. 3968 divided by 16. So 10,000 of those. It's 2.5 million bytes, right? 250, 10,000. Well, okay. Three, what did I say? 365? 368. God damn it. 8 divided by 16. 248 pints. Okay. Guy. Sorry. I would have no idea. I would not even have had a number for you, so that was impressive. Good job. Uh, times 10,000. Yes. Oh, well. Anyways. It's a lot. That's a lot of beer. 10,000. That's a lot of beer. Now multiply that by 600. That's... Hold on. Your second math was wrong. 248 pints. Uh, Oh, because I said 10,000 barrels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, That's... Yeah, that's. Wait a minute. What? Now my yeah. Mad. No, I'm right. Hold on. I'm right. What the fuck I'm did right. I do? Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. What the fuck did I do? Two forty-eight times ten thousand barrels. Yeah. There. We go. Yeah. Two point four eight million. Yeah. Um. So now multiply that by six hundred, and that's what you get to be the max. Or I could just do two hundred forty-eight times. Okay. Well, I thought he had stalled the number up, but uh, my calculator doesn't want me to flip it sideways. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You just turn it. Well, it was locked. Oh, uh, one point four eight trillion billion billion. So one and a half billion. billion. Yeah, one and a half billion pints. Pints you can brew <laughs> to still, still be craft. Like, it's just stupid. That's a lot. Uh, so and I was to help put some frame reference on you having six million barrels. It is a lot. Because uh, Sam Adams is still considered craft, which we I think yeah. we talked about yeah. on the first episode of this podcast. So 1.5 billion, right? Yeah. That means that you everyone in the United States could drink five of your beers. Every single person in the United States could drink five of your beers, and that would push you over the limit. But not by much. That's crazy. If every everyone in the U.S. drank four of your beers, everyone you could yeah. give four beers, to everyone you you uh, would be a craft brewery. That's crazy. Which like I don't get how that's possible. Like how you're still a craft brewery then? Yeah. Like literally everyone. Um. Well, because like I think I mean there's different definitions of craft, right? Like, let's do entire population times point three. Or random okay okay and that's that's my line oh okay you could make a hundred million well, that would wait 100 million is still that's good. Every day a third that's 30 percent. but i like that number you can make a hundred million beers okay 100 million bites okay and that i'll let you be craft okay so what if tomorrow bud light was like 
we're only making a hundred cutting million. off production. Yeah, we're cut, we want we want to we, be crap. We want like for some reason, you know, maybe they got a new CEO and, and and this dude's like a fucking hippie and he's like, we're going craft. Yeah. And so they just cut off production. They only make a hundred million beers because of my rule. Same, they, same. That that guy listened to this podcast. Yeah, 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 and yeah said. Yeah. Yeah. I like that rule. Yeah, that's a good... I like the train of thought there. It's good. Yep. And I want to do that. Yeah. Shuts down. Yep. Like a huge part of their operation. Um, I, w- I would estimate 60 to 70% of their operations. Uh, What would I do? Or what? No, 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 no. no. So, yeah, so here yeah. it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they didn't change anything else. Yeah. Anything else. Yeah. Are, are they craft? He calls me up on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, guy, I need... I, I need, listen to the podcast. I'm listening. I respect your opinion. Excellent line of thought. I changed my entire business model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According, am I now craft beer? Right, right. On light. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he doesn't call you. <laughs> would, would you just make that speculation? We're eliminating the uh, emotional ties here to it now. Okay. He doesn't call you. Okay. Just somehow, he's somehow the uh, the adjacent possible. You both fucking came up with this hundred million. What's, he doesn't even fucking know the ripple us. effect and the butterfly effect. Butterfly that one. Yeah. Butterfly effect. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, he exists somewhere. Yeah, we both have this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. arrive at the same conclusion. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't even never even heard of us. And then you you come up one day and you say Levi's Bud Light craft beer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, uh, give it a couple years. To let their all the stock of of beer drain out from the system. Okay. Uh, and then if they keep producing at this rate for for a few years, yeah, craft beer. Okay. Okay. I understand that train of thought. That's good. That's good. So ingredients don't matter to you at all in regards to craft. Uh, when it comes to beer. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Hmm. Actually, really, when it comes to anything, not really. Um, I think when it comes to, it's interesting when you put it that way, because when it comes to just about anything else, I guess I don't really care what the ingredients are. Here is what I'm making a differentiation in my, in my brain. And this is why it leads me to that conclusion with beer, especially, and then kind of with anything else. Um, I think local is a much more determining factor than like craft yeah well and and you could argue that there are more eyes and more care is taken if you are producing less actually right? here's what i'll here's what i'll say on that point i think um i don't think you can use synthetic stuff in craft and i don't know what's using but light but i imagine it's all pretty like like beer across the board is pretty fucking simple yeah, no, honestly, even like a Bud Light and stuff, like I think it's like the grain, they use rice for their grain. Yeah. At least majority. And I think that's where they cut a lot of costs. Like they're not putting like corn syrup. No, they're not doing anything like that. Like, like that's that's what I mean as yeah. far as like eliminating. Like I think craft is, to, to me, I think craft is uh, not mass produced and then non-synthetic ingredients. Okay, that's fair. Probably and and so, so to that point, then Bud Light would fit that uh they would fit that criteria as far as we know right not we don't know you know bud light could be using a bunch who knows but yeah, like, sure as far but... as we know and 
everything that we know about the beer industry, it would. You don't want to say like I saw like a documentary or something at some point about Anheuser Busch and that like they were showing all their ingredients and whatnot and they're like like yeah like beer is beer like we're not throwing in random shit in here like it's there, just this uh, there absolutely is breweries that like color their beer oh or, totally you know like totally. put in like absolutely there is i don't i don't think that's i think those are the outliers not the normal yeah yeah compared to like soda which is just all that shit completely artificial and sugar yeah yeah it's, soda is just cancer and sugar <laughs> yeah which is which will also probably give cancer. I don't know. Maybe. I don't really know anything about it. But I don't think anyone does. Well, either. Otherwise, we'd have this figured out by now. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Our government's telling you to eat your eight servings of grain. and <laughs> Deal. I love grains. <laughs> it's a lot of bread. It is a lot. I don't think I can do that. Eight servings? I don't know. Probably. I do that in beer. Because when I have eight, exactly. When I have a serving of anything, right? Like that's probably like three servings. You know Maybe. I, mean? I don't know. I know. I don't really eat bread is the thing. Like if you had a bun top and bottom on a burger, I bet you that's more than one serving of bread. I don't know. I bet you. I don't know. I bet you it's like two servings. How many servings is a burger bun? Uh, and also, they use this arbitrary word, serving. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, too. That's true. Which leads me, actually, to... I would have to look up... How much? I don't feel like doing this anymore. Yeah. See, I told you it's a big. It's yeah. yeah I don't feel like and it's just not anymore. worth it. No, I don't really care. I still think, even if I'm like not going, if even if I don't think I'm going like carb heavy, I feel like I'm eating what they say to eat for grains or bread or some shit. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, how often do you eat pasta? Well, I guess you eat rice quite a bit. Yeah, I'll have I'll have rice relatively often, and yeah. I'll have pasta every now and then. Like I've been making this, uh, like uh, spicy, creamy pasta sausage, delicious, and uh, that's a lot of pasta. It's also a lot of meat, though. It's a lot of protein and fat. Definitely a shit ton of fat because of the cream and the sausage. Making a roux? I don't. Um, and nope, don't do that. I just. What's your sauce? I just. It's really just heavy cream and grated parmesan. No flour. Nope. No butter. Mm. Missing out. Yeah. Nope. I guess I could and should add some butter, but like. The noodles pretty much like absorb all of that anyways, and there's like very little actual sauce in there. It's just kind of like goop that it's all held together by. Well, that's the whole point of the roux thickening agent. So right, 
and I don't, and, and so I don't I really like need that. You really, cook, are you cooking the noodles right in that, or are you like boiling it separate? No, I'm boiling okay. it separate. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll boil the noodles, and then I'll I'll cook the sausage, and um, then I'll dump in the the heavy cream with some seasoning, and uh, is that dude? I don't even know how the, how the fuck do I make this. I don't know. I don't know either, man. You're the one making it. I know. And I've made it a handful of times, but like it's a newer recipe for me and I have been making a handful of newer things. So it's like, I can't keep it all straight. Um, yeah, no, it's just like the, it's just the cream, like some garlic cloves and then red red pepper with the sausage. You should try making a roux with it one time just to see. I I could. Um, I feel like it'd be like too thick then, and then let's see. Right, it's all right. One all time, right. okay. I'll I'll try it one time. Okay. One dish, okay. I'll try it once. And maybe we'll what do if it, it more? Like jumps up to like a hundred, and you're like, oh, or it could be shit. I don't know. Like I'm I'm never doing this again. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It's one it's one time. Uh, <laughs> so you've made Indian something before i have been making that a lot lately it's yeah. so fucking good do you use a sauce like a pre-made sauce and everything have you ever made your own sauce so the first time i ever made it uh i used that jar of stuff that you guys have bought in the yeah the, the the paste yes i've yeah. bought that uh that did not turn out good you have to know, you have to do it a few times to learn how That's to That's what it was. Yes. I don't I didn't know because it's because it's like a paste that you have to like expand. Yeah. Like it's not like a sauce you're dumping in kind no, of thing. No, exactly. And so I fucked that up royally and I was like, well, I'm gonna not do this until I Sure. Yeah. Um so then as of recently I found another recipe where I'm pretty much I mean, I, I would say I'm making it myself. The only thing is just the tomatoes. Like I'm not fucking I'm yeah, not yeah. fucking squashing tomatoes on my own. Like I buy tomato puree. Yeah, sure. So but you can buy huge cases of those like little tiny four ounce tomato paste cans. Those are amazing. Like that's yeah, that's what I, right. that's what I'll use. Uh, just those little. I just have like a full case in my oh, cabinet. Shit. Yeah, nice. Like a flat of all those. That's yeah, a good idea. Great. Just get on Amazon. Think so. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. Look at Amazon or Costco or something. Business yeah. Costco, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't make Indian a lot, but every time I make Indian, like I make my own sauce kind of thing, I always think, man, if I just combined all the ingredients together, the dry ingredients, the spices, spices, uh, together, weight them out. Right, that's a serving. Okay, say it's two hundred grams. It's a lot, but I, I don't know. Two hundred grams spice. Okay, uh, bump up those ratios by like a hundred and bulk make it. Yeah, and then just spoon out like a hundred grams, and then oh, you're good to just yeah. dump it in. Yeah. Like I, every time I make idiot, I'm like, 
There's so much work. And there's like 15 different spices. That's this what is I was crazy. Say. There's so many fucking spices. So if in there. you bump it up by 100, now you got like, yeah. and like it cuts your work down by like 20 minutes every time you just, well, scoop out 100 grams and good to go. And I was, I really fucked myself the last time I made it because I had the pan too hot. So I was doing it like one spice at a time, stirring it <laughs> while I was doing one at a time. And I was like, there's. There's a better way to do this, and I'm not that, doing it right now. That's the better way is bulk yeah. prepare a lot of it. It's really funny you said that because that was my exact thought. I'm like, there is absolutely a better way to do this, and I'm clearly not doing it that way. Just get a gallon bag or one of those dry sealed containers and just dump like huge and, containers because you'll use it. Like, yes, if Indian is easy to make, like if you get all the spices, it's literally just fry up some onions, throw the chicken in there, throw the tomato paste, throw the spices, good to go, done, done. done. It's that easy. Yep, it is. It's all the combining of the billions of spices. Yep. Yep. Onion takes no time to chop up. Tomato paste is from a can. Chicken, four seconds to dice it up. Good to go. I have been buying chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is a lot more work to cut off all the bullshit fat. I don't trim the fat. I do, because chicken fat... I don't know. Maybe it all should, melts away. Yeah, maybe I should just suck it up and see what happens. Or, I mean, you can find uh, dripping thighs, too. Yeah, I know. It's a lot more expensive, though. It is. It is. It's not worth it. Yeah, all right. Maybe I should just leave it on and just cook it. And as long as it cooks down, then I guess it's fine. I mean, yeah, I don't care. I just don't want to bite into something like that because I'm like, that's fucking gross and have done before. I don't really care, so. I'm a steak eater. I run into well. I love that in steak. I love that in steak. I love beef fat, but no. But like sometimes you run into silver skin on steak and oh. chewy. You're not gonna break down. Yeah, uh, I've done that on uh, like ribs, and it's not a huge deal. I don't know. I think it really just depends on what it is I'm eating, whether yep. it matters to me or not. Because again, yeah, like for whatever reason, like chicken, like the silver skin, or like. Like, really chewy piece of fat, like, on chicken is just, I don't like that at all. But then, like, on a steak, I fucking love it. So, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, Indian curry, just make from scratch. Easiest fucking thing in the world to do. Never realized it until I found the recipe, and I was like, well, W. This is the only meal I'll ever need to eat the rest of my life. Pretty much. Yeah. So fucking good. That and, uh, like, a good spicy fried rice really easy as well yes which i also uh, made recently i made a really good one finally used our wok for the first time and holy shit that was amazing that and i told you the uh yeah sesame oil is yeah game changer huge game changer i actually was adding that into my well, how's it pronounced basmati rice mm -hmm. yeah at the cardamom and the sesame oil and whew, that yeah, you're like, fucking good. you're like, hey, it's pretty good. I don't think I really need it. And I'm like, dude, you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, no, 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 trust. And I'm like, all right. And next, next, the next time, it might even just been like a day or two later, I was at the store and I like saw it in the Asian aisle. I was like, yeah, hey, okay. it's a few bucks. I'll grab it. Uh, w. And yeah. You don't even need a lot either. So, nope. Gonna last for months. A tablespoon or whatever. Yep. Good to go. Yep. Yeah, huge W. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's good without that flavor. Mm -hmm. And then you taste it with the flavor and you're like, oh, that's what all the restaurants that I love fried rice are using. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And that's what I feel like I'm missing. And 
I think I know the answer, but I'm not positive. That's what I feel about every time I make Thai curry. Is there's everyone's like, oh, it's so good, it's so good. I'm like, I know it's good, but it's not correct. Yeah, like it's not there yet. Like I like it too, but it could be better. Um, and I feel like it's uh, fish sauce. Mm-hmm. I feel like is the missing ingredient that I'm not using that will take it from like, oh, it's pretty good to like, oh, nope, that's restaurant curry. Well, good news. You do decide to get fish sauce. It's also used in the recipe I sent you for carne asada. Oh, duly noted. So, duly noted. I have no frame of reference of what that tastes like at all. I don't either. So, I'm like, I don't know <clears throat> if this is the missing ingredient or not, but I just know that I see this pop up in Thai curry all the time. So, I'm like, I feel like this is probably it. But at the same time, I feel like it's not peanutty enough. Like Thai curry is like a coconut and peanutty kind of taste. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? I hate it. I know exactly because yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, hate it. And I can't get that peanutty thing. Like I'll I'll add like spoonfuls of peanut butter in it, and I'm like, yeah, this is helpful, and I like it, but like it is not the flavor that I need. Hell, maybe it's the sesame oil because that kind of has like a peanutty kind so of taste to it. What's more, you Thai red curry noodle soup with chicken recipe or gang? Cow one guy, I don't. I, I butchered that Thai green curry with chicken recipe. <laughs> uh, I like the red curry better. Red curry, yeah. Green curry is fine, but so I told you this. But to the podcast, J. Kenji Lopez Alt from Serious Eats, uh, my favorite like chef to take a look at his recipes, get inspiration from. He believes a lot of the same things that I believe in, and like he has. Very similar opinions on like how to cook things, certain ingredients. He's definitely like a million times more knowledgeable and better than me at everything. But like very rarely I find someone that's like does the things that I do almost exactly how I do them. And then so I'm like, oh, this guy knows what he does. Uh, Kosher salt, vegetable oil, red curry paste. So he uses red curry. He doesn't make it. Yeah, I think. Well, that's I think that's kind of a I think that's kind of like a. Also uses fish sauce. Yeah, see, I think chicken fit- broth, fish sauce, sugar, Ooh. fresh juice from about two limes. Sugar? No, I'm not using sugar though. And then eight ounces of Thai style rice noodles, oh. handful of basil, cilantro, and or mint leaves, handful uh, of sliced scallions. No, okay. There's so I see where I see what he's doing. I don't like the cilantro-y limeness in a curry. I think that's good in a lot of like Japanese like noodle dishes or like Vietnamese dishes. Like it's great in pho. Like I love like a cilantro taste in pho. This looks more like a pho. Yeah, that does look more like a pho, and that is good. But it's not a Thai curry for sure. Uh, but fish that, paste. So that one, that wait, fish re- paste or fish sauce. Uh, and I was gonna say this one is a twenty-minute one, so that's why he's using the curry paste and everything. Oh yeah, fish sauce. Okay, yeah. Fish so sauce. let me look at his green curry because it's gonna be different, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, this one he actually breaks down. So, oh, okay. Uh, one and a half cups full fat coconut milk, such as Aroy D. Oh, the other one didn't. Did the other one even have coconut milk? It was just uh, like curry paste and stuff. He didn't have any coconut milk? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. So that's very different. That would definitely end up more like a pho. Yeah. 10 fresh uh, li- macro lime leaves. Two tablespoons of virgin coconut oil. Okay. Four ounces of homemade, and he links to his homemade or store-bought green curry paste. Sure. 
two teaspoons of palm sugar. So apparently you need to add sugar to yours. Yeah. Uh, three tablespoons of fish sauce. Yeah. Uh, he uses chicken thighs for this one. Yeah. I like the texture better. Five Thai eggplants. That's interesting. Yeah. It makes sense. Fresh sweet basil leaves, cooked jasmine rice. But that's more just for like a, so like in red curry, red curry, I mean, I, I don't know if you know, because you just don't like Thai, but it I don't. very, very often is standardized with uh, either red or green bell peppers and bamboo shoots, as well as chicken. That's like, you order red Thai red curry anywhere, you're pretty much going to get bamboo shoots and peppers and chicken in it. That's basically what you're going to get. Uh, with the green curry, that's kind of what he did with the um, eggplant. It's not so much like a flavor thing as much as like like a substancey part in there. Um, Makes a lot of Thai salads. I'm sure they're a good. Lot. Like very. That's why I say like the cilantro limeness of it. Like that stuff does taste really good. But uh, when it comes to curry, that's definitely not what I want. I want that peanutty uh, coconut kind of thing but i've been converted i'll tell you i've had because i'd had indian curry before um like a long time ago and it was not the best and then moving out here there's a lot of indian food out here and i've been converted i now can say i prefer indian over thai oh yeah it's 100 fucking fantastic And ironically, the Indian curry is, is like way, way, way faster to make than the Thai curry for me. Thai curry takes like ever. The longest, the longest part for me with the Indian curry is just chopping up the chicken and marinating it. That's the longest part. Mm-hmm. So that, like you said, it's like the tomato paste or puree is like already in a can, and then you just dump the cream in and chicken and done. Oh, so see, this is more well, this isn't chicken, but this looks more like you southern Thai curry with pork ribs. Interesting, look at that. Ooh, that looks really good. That also, yeah, it looks different, but that looks really good. Definitely fuck with that. Uh, when you're talking about this guy's website, you glossed over a point that I feel like is very important that most people don't understand. So when it comes to baking, people who bake, obviously it's very like you've pretty much got to follow the recipe. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get weird textures and shit. It's like there's like a way to make something and then you can fuck around with the flavors. But as far as like how you make the thing, it's like relatively set in stone you know there's very step-by-step process yeah there's very small wiggle room in cooking you can do whatever the fuck you want and i think people are quick to try to just replicate verbatim recipes when it's like just cook and you'll see very very you will find out very quickly how much of what to add based off of what you like yeah and and this guy um like I was telling you about the avocado or the guacamole recipe, yeah, that he, uh, that he has, yeah. and he walks step by step his thinking 
you know, what he went through to achieve what his final recipe and instructions are. He's like, I use these different tools for mashing. I, you know, combined the ingredients in these different ways and all this stuff. And it's like, and that's really what I mentioned about, like how I approach a lot of the cooking that I do is like exactly that experimentation type stuff. Yeah. Totally. Um, that's and, a, that's interesting too. We're gonna be like, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this. This gives you this result. This gives you this result. That's not what I wanted. You can do it if that's what you want. But, exactly. But this is what I was looking for, so I used this, and this got me there. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting to like read all those different things. To me, anyways, I yep. find that I find the process stuff interesting. Yeah, I don't want to read. It does make a big difference. Yeah, I don't want to read like some five paragraph, you know, two page bullshit about how you're cooped up in with your family at the cabin and you needed some delicious chocolate chip cookies. So you 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 gave your kid the egg beater. Shut up, scroll. I don't give a shit. But if you're telling, but if you're talking about the process of it, that I'm interested in. Like that's cool. Like you know, I hey, mash the avocados with the spoon. I mash it potato masher i mashed it with a whisk i mashed it with a spatula i met you know these were the results yeah. like that's interesting to me that i will have i am happy to read so um but yeah i think uh you know we've talked about this just you and i like it's it, the recipes are very 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 helpful to get a good base but like once like if you've been cooking for a while like maybe you're already there or like if you're not great and don't cook much like the more and more you do it, you find out like you you just find out what you like and the measuring part of it just isn't as important. Yeah. I don't know. It just becomes very apparent. Like even the first time I made the Indian curry on my own, like without the the jar thing, it was very much like I had the list of spices and I knew which one you need the most of. That's about it. Everything else was just like start adding in whatever feels right. Taste it. If it tastes good, then cool. If it tastes a little off, then add a little more of something else. Yeah, and it also depends on like what you're looking for too. Like going back to, um, like the fish sauce and the and the uh, sesame oil and stuff. Sometimes, like you make something and it's good enough, everyone likes it. That's it. Yep. But sometimes you're looking at the list of ingredients and you're, you're talking about this with Thai curry too. It's like you taste it and you're like, that's not it though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tried to curate the list to what I want. And after doing that multiple times, it's not it. Yeah. So going back to the recipes then, you like, okay, what is it that I threw out that I clearly need? And across or, or w whether you threw it out or you didn't know, Sure. Right. Right. Okay. I'm gonna do more research on what other people. Yeah. People yeah. Maybe like it. the two recipes I looked at didn't have this ingredient, but then like these ten other ones all have this one ingredient that I wasn't using. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. Or you look at like this guy's recipe and you're like, oh, he did this thing this way. Yeah. And like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Imagine if he was the only guy I looked at for like a Thai red curry, and so I'm over here thinking like. You know, lime and cilantro like why is this just this is just pho why is this not right and then if you know if i didn't look at all the other ones where they're like no add coconut milk it's like oh duh, of course or, or imagine like this guy with the cilantro and stuff cilantro and lime juice you're like that's 
that might actually help. Yeah. You're like, oh, maybe I should try adding some lime. Yeah. Yeah, he said, uh, fuck, what was it? There was something else. I think it was lime where I was like, oh, that'd be good. But I feel like there was something else in his recipe where I was like, ooh, I should try that. Like, it sparked my memory. I was like, oh, that, that would be really good. I should try that. Um. Yeah, it's uh again, it's it's not something that you're like. Oh, that's the, that's the other thing too is you can borrow from yeah other dishes and styles and stuff to throw in absolutely what you're doing. Like that's the fun part. Like I don't put garlic and rosemary and butter on my steak. Mm, right. Generally. Yeah. Sometimes uh, before you said steak, I was like. There are a lot of delicious things you're listing. <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> but sometimes I'll throw that in there. Sometimes yeah. I'll Gordon Ramsay it up. and It's just what you want. Yeah. Like for that day. Yeah. Very it's... rare that I do that, but it's <laughs> possible. <laughs> possible that one day I will. Rare. Uh-huh. Do that. Yeah. Ready to steak Do I cook my steak rare? <laughs> no. You cook it raw. I sear it. <laughs> you you don't cook your steak. You yeah. sear it. <laughs> no, you. Uh... I thought I thought about. So I brought Nick. It depends on how thick it is. Sorry to to go a little bit like a small tender there. Yeah. It's like I don't mind it super rare, like that rare raw. If it's a thinner steak, sure. If it's a thick steak. I'm like it's a lot of goo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of goo. So go. I was gonna say I brought steak and potatoes to E9. Oh yeah, I need to eat, and I let you have some. And uh, when I offered you some in my brain, I was like, "This is a little rare for Nick," and it's been sitting in this glass container for a few minutes cooking, but like, still is a little rare. Yeah, no, that was it was perfect. I thought, uh, like, would I have normally cooked my steak a little would bit more you, than that? Would you cook it that way? Probably not. Probably not. Uh. Was it not as good because it was cooked that little amount? No. It was very delicious, and I don't think it suffered because of that, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, to you, that's how you like it. Yeah, that's right. But... I eat steak almost every day. Yeah. Um, Not a flex, I'm just... (laughs) Your life? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Makes me feel good. Uh, It's delicious. That's how I eat it, like, all the time, so... Yeah. And and again, like, I think because that was a thinner steak, you know, that, that uh, was it in New York? Yeah, in New York. Yeah, but it, it was almost like, uh, like three quarters, inch and a half, or inch and a half, three quarters, inch thick. <laughs> I was going to say. That's a big steak. Yeah. Three yeah. quarters, inch thick. Yeah. yeah. Not enough to reverse here. No. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, um, could do, but like, yeah. generally, thicker steaks do better in reverse here um but if you if you cook a cowboy steak or a tomahawk like if you that, just try to sear it <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have some purple in there man yeah well it's a little it's raw yeah yeah that and that is i mean it will literally be cold in the middle yeah <laughs> so that's that's not enough for me and even for you ideally i'm you're like i'd like to cook it a little bit no i'm with you i yeah Cowboy tomahawk, I'm reverse searing or whatever. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, it's getting cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have two pretty good looking New Yorks. 
in my freezer right now, and I totally fucked. I told you the the last one I made. I totally fucked it. Um. So I think this next one, I'm just gonna heat up the grill for a while, like twenty thirty minutes, and just mayo her up and toss it on there. Just sear it. I just cook all my steaks on the stove. Have done. Usually do. Really obnoxious. Yeah. Don't like dealing with all that. I will sometimes when I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to make a good fucking steak. Like, I don't give a shit. But like, a lot of the times, like, that's obnoxious. It annoys the fuck out of Renee, which even more annoying for me because I'm like, I can deal with it, but then I'm dealing with someone else who's also trying to deal with it. It just smells like steak in here. What's the problem? I know. I know. That's what I try to say. Open the front door. It all goes out. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But. And dude, yeah, I I cooked one of those fucking uh, ceramic cast irons. Holy shit. (laughs) Fucking perfect. God, that was beautiful. I think I think I sent you that that steak that I made on there. And good God, that and I I did because I told you I was like this has got to be by far the best steak I've ever made myself. Mm-hmm. Like that was so fucking delicious. Need to do that. Uh, we should talk about this beer. Uh, we should talk about this beer. So I said, look, orange. Standard IPA, head around the glass. I'll need you to smell it. Is uh, here we go. I'm incapable. Here right we now. go. Uh, and you should probably do the whole smink and all that good s- stuff. Smells like cherries. Ah, oh God, it's been a while. What? Oh, yeah. That's tough. Woo! I'll get you there. Uh, it smells like cherries. Weird. I mean, it kind of makes sense with, like, the malty, sugary... Okay. I, c- I could see cherries, honestly. I don't think it smells like cherries, but... I could see... Yeah. Maybe a little bit. It's like a real dark cherry smell. Um, taste is interesting when you smink it. Um, I would say also like a little uh, woodsy, a little oaky. Maybe I don't. I don't yeah. know. What, you know, something. yeah, oaky. Oaky's probably better. And then obviously it, it smells hoppy. Yeah. But it kind of goes without saying. Yeah. But like a nice cherry. No. Yeah. I it's okay. Like a, yeah. Yeah. The, oh dude. This with some scotch? Uh, no, this with some bourbon. Like a nice Yeah, I'm not gonna or, or even a rye. Well, hear me out. We have something that well, I mean, so I think rye, if you want something contrasting, like a nice Rittenhouse, very clean. If yeah. you want something to marry it. Nice bourbon. 
Rebel Yell. Got some of that. That might be pretty good in this. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. When you pull out that cherry now, um, it contextualizes the beer a little bit more. Uh, I have not been able to pull notes out of a beer in a while, I feel like. I don't know if I've just been jaded or maybe. what it is. I think oftentimes you approach a beer as wanting to seek notes from it instead of wanting to listen to the beer. 100%. 100%. It kind of goes back to our conversation on Fresh Hops. You're like, I want them to be yeah, uh, born yesterday. And, well, and... Uh... To my point of view, even being jaded, like this was easier for me when I haven't had very. When we were living in California, I just started drinking craft beer. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know all the flavors of an IPA that I could receive. I don't know all the flavors from a stout that I could receive. Now that I've got like a really fucking good idea of every beer style of kind of what I'm getting myself into. I, I do. I push my own thoughts onto whatever it's going to be just based off how, how it looks. I mean, even just how it looks. Right away, I'm like, I got an idea of how this is going to taste. Yeah. And it's not a bad place to be in when you're wanting a certain beer. Like, if you're like, I want a, my Southern California beer. It's a blessing and a curse, for sure. Um, Because it gives you, like, a good, like, way to critique from your perspective, but like, I think you do miss out on nuances that like, like, yeah, that you like, like that was, I think that was my big revolution expanding into like the stouts and porters and stuff like that is like, yeah, I may not like this particular beer, but what do I like about this beer that I don't like? Yeah. And that's been, I think I've still been stubborn about it, but that's been me with like Saisons and Sours. Like mm -hmm. when we have those at E9, it's like, I might not love this, but like I can acknowledge it's a pretty damn good beer. Or even sometimes I've had a pretty good beer of that style where I'm yeah. like, it was good. I like this. So yeah, things like that pushing, uh, and that transcends outside of beer, right? Like, just pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone helps you grow. And reflecting on things of like, I might not like this, but what about it is good? Yeah, what do I like about it? Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. That's, uh, I mean, I think at a young age, and you were probably the same way, uh, kind of gather that train of thought through going to shows. Because it's like going to a show like every weekend and you're going to see bands that are not fucking good. <laughs> so it's like, do you want to have a bad time and just like wallow in like this shit music until you see like the one sure. band you wanted to see? Or are you going to like at least try and enjoy your experience? Be like, oh, man, this guitar is really cool. Or like, wow, this drummer's amazing. Like he's got really cool fills and like at least like try and enjoy your time, even though it's a band you might not necessarily like. So. Yeah, just a general good principle to have. Uh, moving on for this bad boy. Uh, taste. Something you can actually do. I said starts earthy, moves to a cherry maltness. I don't particularly like how this beer finishes. I'm not quite sure I know how to describe it yet. But feel free to disagree with my previous 
Uh, I would just add two at the front end of like it's like a hoppy earthiness. It's hoppy earthy. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Because like all because like to your point, I don't love how this beer finishes either. Um, and that's partial to the fact that I think all the hoppiness of this beer is up front, like all yeah. of it. I think it's got a multi back end. Yep, and it has this like weird. Uh, st- I don't know. It's not sticky because it. Well, like, I was gonna say sticky but dry. Like I don't so, know how to. So I think the weird thing is, is that from a feel perspective, it finishes quite nice. Yes. Yeah. But from a taste perspective, it's a little something, and I don't know what that something is. But like feel wise, it's kind of how I want a darker maltier IPA to finish. It's a little bit like watery, kind of dissipates relatively quickly um which is pretty standard for northwest maltier ipas i think they, like they don't really end crispy but. i'm trying to literally block out all thoughts and just taste what i'm fucking tasting right now in this end state you know what was helpful for me that i haven't used in a long time you know for coffee those wheels, those mm-hmm. note wheels. Yep. And I know exactly what you're talking did about. Did I send you that one for beer like a long ass time ago? Probably. Yeah, that was very helpful. I have that whiskey tasting set from, Yeah, well, I don't know where it's from, but like has like different herbs and peppers and stuff that you can like smell and it has a wheel with whiskey too. Yeah, Love that. Those are nice. Love that. Um, I haven't busted that out for beer in a while. So hear me out. Okay. I'm at a subpar state with my sickness. But what about as a flavor just ending a little burnt i was thinking that i wasn't sold on it but i was thinking that that so i didn't say it like almost charcoal but it's weird because so it's one thing to have that flavor when the beer is in your mouth and you're having your mouth being coated i think that's what you mean by your critique here i don't because i disagree with your critique but now like if if that's what you mean by the description of the is this end, an old one? <laughs> oh, maybe that's an old critique. What? Oh, that definitely is from the last one. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I'm like, yo, is that. this from 2019? No, this is from like a couple last like last, last month. Week, yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Um, no, but so what I was gonna say is like it's one thing to have this like burnt charcoaly taste when the beer is coating coated in your mouth. It's another thing to have that taste. As the beer is leaving your mouth and as your mouth is drying up in combination with that burnt charcoaliness. Because it doesn't stick with you, but the taste of burnt and charcoal typically does stick with you. So it's weird. It yeah. is weird. Like a, like, a, like a fleeting burnt charcoal. Yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, it doesn't stick around. And let you experience it. It's just like, hey, see you later. What? Come back. Who are you? I don't know. Renee. Hey, Dad. Oh, there's Renee calling me, and I said she knows I'm doing this. She like just got off work not that long ago. Just got home, probably. Maybe. Uh, feel. Um. You had something there. You got rid of it. 
No, that was from the previous one too. Silky smooth, <laughs> but like it kind of does fit. It kind of does fit. Uh, it's a little. That's carved. Why I didn't really it's a little it. carved. Hear me out. I think of, I think of moguls on a on a snowy mountain run, where it's like it's bumpy. You know, you got your carbs, but yet it's it's still like a smooth snowy powder. You know what I mean? You're riding on gumballs on a not perfect road. Yeah. Yeah. Bumpy. A little bumpy. I wrote nothing to write home about. <laughs> it's not. It's nothing special. Nothing special. There's not there's not a lot like like the moguls, like the gumball like there's not a lot of like nothing to I'll put bumpy. But it's it's not like that. a Johnny Utah where you're like I need to speak with whoever curated yeah. your fucking carbonation because it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. This is like bog standard IPA. Not not amazing. Not not bad. Just fine. Yeah. Thoughts. Um. <clears throat> Could you pull this out of a lineup as a fresh hop? One of my favorite things to ask during fresh hop season. <clears throat> no. Could you? I'll cheat. Uh-oh. And say, uh, if, I, if you put in front of me a spectrum of 20 beers, yeah. and you said 10 of these are fresh hops 10 of these are not fresh hops i think this is gonna land like and and it's range from like most fresh hop to least fresh hop i think this is going to land in the fresh hop category i don't think it's going to be very high on the fresh hop i think it's gonna and i think call back to earlier in this episode this has a lot it has a lot to do and it has a lot to say about the hop that is fresh in this which is Centennial. Yes. And I do like Centennial. Often used as a bittering hop. Yes. And in the Northwest. Very, very big in Northwest IPAs. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would probably... Okay, in that category, 10 non-fresh hops, 10 fresh hops, most fresh, two, least fresh. Where are you putting it? Because I kind of agree with you. Just a general lineup of beers. Pick out the fresh hop. I'm. I might. I might not. I can almost guarantee you. I could not do that. Uh, I am also. It's more. It depends than, on what you put in the lineup, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. with total domination. With uh, absolutely. Well, and absolutely. So when you take right? total domination, you're like, this is not a fresh hop by any means, but. <laughs> it tastes really fucking good. Um, but so I am on a journey and it has been more of an auditory journey. Uh, but the fact still remains your senses fucking lie to you all the time. Every single one of your fucking senses lies to you all the fucking time. Like and to me or just general? Yes. What? Like 
saying my senses lie to me or you say our okay, own senses lie to <laughs> ourselves just very accusatory yeah your senses lie bro you're dumb you're fucking liars <laughs> you think you see shit, shit you don't i mean that's true but like <laughs> no, no no don't call me out for it our, like, i feel like i've been pretty i feel like i've been pretty tame this oh episode. you've been great you've been great you're the one who pulled cherry out of your ass yeah and it was correct so hear me out there uh no just our senses lie to yeah, us, and so definitely. I think taking that step back, and because it's like, look, look at Bud Light, right? We told all our life, oh, Bud is shit. It's not crap. It's not good. And and then we try it, and then we try to compare it to other beers. You know, like we have like a fuck or you know, Coors not good. Coors, yeah. Yeah, we're comparing Bud Light and Coors, and literally, it was like a fifty-fifty chance we yeah, got it right. We we literally did a taste. Test with blind Coors, test. blind test to Coors and Bud Light, and it it was non like we did categories too. I think we did like taste. I don't know if we did look, but we did like taste, smell, all that stuff. Yeah. And um, looks that were in bottles. It was just it was just fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. It was just fifty fifty. Like yeah. one thing we got right, one thing we got wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or one thing we liked. Based off of what we thought we'd like more, like one thing we thought we'd like this, we actually like that more. One thing we like that, we'd like this more. And I guess the guess the Bud Light in these categories, and like we we were it was fifty fifty, like yeah, not conclusive totally. in yeah. anything. And so I mean, and and things like that are just very eye opening for me. In a, I I don't know how else to phrase it in like just a judgmental type of way where it's like don't. I don't know, just don't count things out because it's like, and so I, I say I'm experiencing this, this more on an auditory journey because of one of these YouTube shows I watch about guitar pedals, you know, they, they take all these like basic bitch guitar pedals that are supposed to be shit or these basic bitch uh, amplifiers that are supposed to be shit. Um, and uh, he plays them and he's like, pretty good, huh? And you're like, yeah, that, that does sound pretty good. So it's like, it's it there's so many things that are just personal preference and so it's like you might not like something doesn't mean someone else doesn't love it so. personal preference and like just to go back to the cooking thing like technique and all that stuff like totally totally you have the right techniques down like you hand someone who like the average person a perfectly marbled prime one and a half inch New York and you give me a shit choice New York three quarters of an inch like I'm I'm just going to win yeah that competition of flavor right I'm just going to right yeah no 100% yeah so it's like it's just it's Nothing is set in stone. Like, you know, it's, yeah. there's there's always wiggle room and there's always an opportunity to make something better than than what it seems like it could be. So just look at the Mariners. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. How we get back here from last week or two weeks ago? Crazy dog. They play they win today. I didn't see I fucked up. I didn't watch them today. Let's see. Let's do this right now. Dude, the live the Bears are playing right now. That's not true. They're playing in an hour or less than an hour. Uh, Forty minutes ago. Yeah. Do you want to watch that? Yeah. It's on Amazon. I know. 
you want to watch it here? Do you want to watch it at my place? Do you want to go somewhere and try and watch it? I can do whatever you want to do, but I'm down okay. to watch it. I haven't watched any football this year. That's I what I was thinking. I was going to ask you because I'm like, Levi just told me he hadn't watched any football yet. I want to watch football. Yeah. Uh, the Mariners lost. Oh, it was 4-2. It was a close game. Are they out now or is it a best of five? One best of five. They got one more. They, I mean, they had to win every game now. They have to win three in a row now. Yeah. Uh, their next game is Saturday at E9 again. Oh, today, 5.15. We got 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we got time. When I checked earlier, it said Bears 7 p.m. Eastern time. Mm, that is a false fact. Well, that's what... Someone lied to me. That is true. Oh, it was an, on an email, and I bet they did lie to me. Yeah, they're tards. It was they're Amazon being like, hey, it's Thursday night football. That's 7 true. 7 p.m. Cubs. It's not true. Oh, you know what? I bet the broadcast starts at 7 p.m. The game... Because they want me to watch the pregame, the That's all the shit. The broadcast true. starts at 7 p.m. That's game, true. 8.15. That is probably true. Bitch. True. Uh, let's rate that this beer code. and then get ready to right. watch the game. Cause I'm, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't see my rating. I covered it up with my finger I've already seen it. the last second. Uh, but I, it's our old scale, so it really doesn't matter uh, to me, honestly. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, me too. Okay. Three, two, what? Three. <laughs> Fucking horror. Uh, no, uh, I centered my, my right. Okay. Okay, I'm good. Three, Three two. <laughs> 3.9. 3.6. <laughs> okay, we're in the same category. We're in the same though. category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you thought... It was worse? Well, no. No? I think you said you were going to be worse. Wow, look at that. You're B+. Yeah. And uh, relatively, you know, right on last year. You're, Actually, a, li- yeah. you're a little well, bit higher. Three years ago. Well, yeah. I say last year, but that's just... Just okay. The last time we rated this beer. Um There's not a lot to say. That's what I was gonna say. What else is there to say? I will say actually. I have one final note. One more thing to say. Fresh hops. Yeah. They are under higher scrutiny than normal. Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. They're hyper seasonal. Usually more expensive. Um, and if anything is representative last year, the year before, and even the year before that, even in 2019, before all the crazy stuff, when Nick and I were on this adventure for podcasting, there's a lot more bad fresh hops in the ratio of like, like how many good fresh hops are there in all the fresh hops versus how many good IPAs or, you know, whatever beer in general how many bad IPAs there are to how many good IPAs there are. It's a lot more bad in the fresh shop. I think that's what I mean when I say that it's gimmicky. It is. I, don't, I don't mean in the sense that like, oh, you know, fresh shops aren't as good as it should be. So it's gimmicky. I just to, to that point where it's like there aren't as many fresh shops as you think there aren't as many great fresh hop beers as you think there should be. The great ones are the season doesn't fewer un- and far between. Unfortunately, the season doesn't mean you're gonna get a bunch of good beers. 
Right, exactly. That's the best way to yes, put it. Yes, yes. And, and and to that point, I mean, it's a little gimmicky. The season itself is gimmicky. Yes, yes, yes. Is is a beer being labeled as a fresh hop gimmicky? No, that's not what I'm saying. It has fresh hops. Yes, it, it is what it is. Uh, and I think that has the very good potential of making it better than it could have been. Um, but yeah. But I think there's a lot of breweries who, I mean, there we know for a fact... <laughs> There are a lot of breweries who try to be the first ones on the market. Yes, and they don't, and they're not good. And that's and that's another thing. I think they try. They try to. There are some. They I think the this market. isn't very many breweries. I don't think there's very many breweries at all. But I think there are some out there that try to capitalize on the gimmick. Seven C's. Uh, Oops. <laughs> I I really at this point I no, honestly fuck you guys though. I really don't have a problem shitting on them. Based off my last interaction on your guys' Instagram, fuck you guys and a lot of our interactions. They're just not. Good. You're not upfront and honest. You're not good That's people. That's just a fact. You're not good people. You're not good brewery. Fact. You have some good beers. Good job. Yeah. And thank you for them. But yeah, it was. Uh, but not just the gimmicky stuff. It's like the, or not just the like rushing to put it out to market stuff. It's also the hundred percent fresh hop. I would say in general, avoid it. Look at reviews. You know, do your research. I don't, I, I don't go on untapped for those reviews. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to be 3.6 or 3.8. I really don't think... I mean, they don't label 100% fresh hop. I don't think anyone does. Uh, but like when they're like fresh cone centennial and that's it, avoid that beer. It's just not going to be hoppy enough for what you're looking for, in I my mean, opinion. Or, or at least at least just go into it you know, with a certain mindset. Don't just think, oh, this is fresh hop beer. It's got to be amazing. Yeah. Well, especially when the, all they're listing is fresh hops, then at least be weary of it. You know, Give it a try you know, f- to try it for your own because you know, maybe it's a brewery that you frequent that you're like, no, they might be good. Sure, go ahead. But just just know that in our, our research, by that I mean just drinking a shit fuck ton of beers – it seems that the beers that have some not fresh hops and some fresh hops have been better for us. Good strategy, and we'll end on this. Go to your local beverage store, Benny's, Total Wine, Bevmo, etc. Um, that kind of store, if you like figure out what those kind of stores are, figure out if there's one near you. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, probably ten times out of ten, even if they don't list it, they'll sell you singles of those beers yeah yeah you can just like just ask them if they don't have put it on the shelf you can be like hey can i get a single of this and they'll be like yeah of course <laughs> go get five others but yeah <laughs> yeah get like make it make a six pack <laughs> yeah but like if you can get a six pack of like local fresh shops or not you know whatever whatever sounds interesting uh try try them because yeah. like i like that is like i like this one nick doesn't really like this. I'll probably get another six pack of this. I'm not that you don't like this, but I, I like I find like this is a good Northwest fresh IP. I like Northwest beers, so like I'm in the mood for this a lot. Like this, you know, it's, I, I yeah. like my beers with a shot of whiskey. I, I'm a Boilermaker fan, so like that's true. This with a little written house seems right up my alley. And um, yeah, you know, you probably have some nuances that you like, so like. Yeah, go out there and try them. For sure. But just know, like, just because it's fresh hop season doesn't make it good. Also, like this video, you fuck. I don't care if you liked it or not. Fucking like it. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.
Now we got our 